everyone, and welcome again to another episode of Budgeting Period, your podcast to help you get your financial life together, whether you're paying off debt or you're wanting to start your savings, or today is a really fun topic, um, you know, scholarships and avoiding some of those student loans potentially. So I want to welcome Dave, the scholarship, um, the scholarship coach to the show today, and he's going to tell us a little bit about especially for those parents out there, how can we get our students to not take out as much debt as we all probably had? And what are some tips and tricks? Because um, this can be a foreign space, especially like myself, you went to college quite a while ago, and it's probably a different world. And so Dave, hello and welcome. Hi, thanks for having me on. Thank you for having us on. It's always so excited. I talk about budgeting and how to get on a budget and what are sinking funds and kind of the tactical stuff of managing our money, which is all really important. And of course, our parents um, help the kiddos with that kind of topics as well. But it's always good to venture out to get a little uncomfortable in these new topics. And so um, I want to just dive right in with you about some of the work that you do. How did you get started with um, coaching in this topic? And um, yeah, tell us a little bit about what we need to know to get started in helping our students with finding scholarships. Sure. So um, in, as far as answering that first question, how I, how I got started in this world, it really started working with my son. Uh, he's now in a sophomore in college and we've not paid a dime for college. Um, when he started high school, I realized college was coming up pretty quickly. And I, you know, you always hear college is very expensive. Well, college was expensive when I went to school 30 years ago, but you know, it, it wasn't um, life altering, I would say, or it probably wasn't going to break the bank for, for most people at that time. So I took it with a little bit of a grain of salt. Um, but when he hit high school and I realized college was coming up, I thought, well, okay, let me check in and let's see how expensive it is. And I nearly passed out. <laughs> I just could not believe how much college had um, increased in expense in the 25 or so years since I had been in college. And I panicked. I had I was I knew that student loans were were you know a crisis. I, I had heard that, um, but I had not done what I should have been doing all along, which was saving. And so I I thought, well, how do I keep my son from going into student debt? And I just don't have the money to pay for this, even with a few years to prepare. Um, it was not going to be near enough. So I started to look into scholarships. Um, found out that you know it's not. It's not an easy world, but it's not super complicated. And there's just a ton of opportunity out there and got him to start applying um, his junior year. Um, he had some success pretty quickly. Uh, by the end of his junior year, he had won, I think, three or four scholarships and several thousand dollars. And we decided as a family, we're going to go all in on this. And so his senior year, he just he was a trooper. He applied to a ton of scholarships. Uh, and by the time he graduated, he had accumulated over 50 grand uh, just in private outside scholarships. Um, when our friends and family started hearing about that, they said, how'd you do this? And so I started just working with people I knew, um, some of their you know, friends and family's kids. And during that process, I realized I had put together kind of a methodology for this that I had, you know, some tools and tactics that seemed to be working at that point, not just for my son, but for some other families. So I wrote a little, little ebook called Debt-Free College. Um, people read that and they said, okay, this is great. I, I get what you're doing. I get how this works, but I still don't have the time to do it. Can you continue to work with my, my child? And so that's where the idea for No Debt College, uh, which is my business, um, started. Um, I formally went into business just a little over a year ago now. And so I work with 
students and their families, helping them find and win scholarships and hopefully helping them go to school debt free. That's so impressive because I remember being um, in high school long enough ago that, you know, the thought of having to apply for all these scholarships was exhausting and you're already trying to do school and there's all this other stuff. But I think if you would have told 23 year old Kelly, um, just a little bit of that work and how you're not going to be, you know, waitressing four nights a week on top of your full time (laughs) job to help pay for school. I think that's a little bit of a different story. And, you know, I won't get on this soapbox of teaching the value of money to your kids in an early age. So they maybe understand some of those principles, but I think what you stumbled upon is just, is just genius because, um, and if some of this feels overwhelming to people, you don't have to get all of the school paid for, but anything definitely helps. And I think this is something, um, it's a good lesson in just how can we just get started and dabbling in this, um, area. And if we're really into it and if our students really good at it, uh, maybe we can actually get quite a bit paid for. Yeah, I love that message of we don't have to get 100% paid for because even a few thousand dollars is a few thousand dollars less plus the interest that your student's not going to be paying back when they graduate. So anything is great and a lot's even better. Um, and you know, the more you you put into it, it's like anything. The more you put into it, the more you're probably going to get out. Exactly. And so when should our parents start thinking about and our students, right? This isn't just a parent's job. This is, we really need to help our students um, own this, but when should they start thinking about um, funding for college and maybe start applying for scholarships? Well, let me give you three answers. Okay. <laughs> so the first, you should really start thinking about college the minute you find out you're having a child. Um, you know, the more you can save, the better off. And Scholarships are just one piece of the puzzle. Savings is a very important part. And I know that that's, you know, a big part of your message as well. Um, The second answer to that is that um, there are scholarships out there, believe it or not, that I found starting for students as young as third grade. Now, those are kind of few and far between, but it just shows that you can get started at a very young age. Um, You you know, these are project-based scholarships um, and the you know, the organizations will hold on to the funds until college starts. Um, The third and kind of my, what I'll call my real answer is about the time your student starts high school and absolutely no later than their junior year is when, if if you want to apply for scholarships and make this a a big part of your strategy for paying for college, you need to really jump into it. Um, I see so many families um, wait really too long in the process. They feel like, okay, we'll think about scholarships after we get our college applications done or after we get accepted. And it's not that there aren't scholarships out there at that point in a a student's academic career, but there are far fewer. And the other problem is that they don't have the practice yet. So the earlier you can get your student started, involved in this, Um, getting a few scholarships under their belt, whether they win or lose those, it's a great experience. And it really, especially in that junior year, um, building that scholarship muscle, because it actually turns out the the biggest scholarship opportunity comes in that first semester of a student's senior year. Mm -hmm. So if you spend even the second half of the student's junior year building that scholarship muscle, building the tools and the essays um, that they're going to just reuse over and over, Uh, you are really so much further ahead than a lot of your peers. That's what I was, my brain immediately went to that is, you know, you're never great at something when you first start it, especially like college scholarships. And our parents are probably not that helpful because 
you know, they haven't done that in a million years. And so you probably want to do your really bad ones earlier on in the game <laughs> and not, you know, the week before you're going to college and you're trying to cram everything in. And so I think that's really good advice to just, and you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, and you're going to reuse a lot of that content, which is great because you're not writing a different essay for every scholarship, but, um, all good lessons. So how do you find these scholarships that we're applying to? Yeah, so there's a number of different sources. Um, most people go to kind of the big scholarship database websites like scholarships.com, Scholarship Owl, Nitro, uh, Going Mary is another good one. Um, so that would that's kind of what I would say should be your first stop, especially for kind of the big name national scholarships. You also want to, um, one of the strategies I employ with the people I work with are looking for local scholarships. So that's going to be if you are uh, enrolled in a school, you're not a homeschooler, talk to your school counselor, find out what scholarships they're aware of, um, look at things like your local chamber of commerce website, um, city, county websites, uh, state websites. Um, local scholarships, of course, get fewer entries, so you can you know, have less competition, which means greater chance of winning. Um, and then, of course, they can also work with somebody like myself. Um, part of my role in my services are actually taking the time to find the scholarships, scholarships that match to the student's profile, giving them a better chance of winning. And also just, you know, it's something that they're interested in as well. So they're more involved at that point. And so I've dabbled in, um, in the, I went to grad school a few years ago and looked at scholarships um, and I, I don't even remember what a website I was on, but I remember there just being like you type in your bio and like all the different criteria that you have and it kind of filters it for you. But I remember there being just like tens of thousands of scholarships that pop up yeah. based off of that. And so do you recommend really dialing in and really like just applying to those that you know you are confident in so that it's not overwhelming and exhausting? Or do you do you cast a little bit of a wider net? Um, I like to tar have a wide but targeted net. So you, if you only apply to one or two scholarships, um, you may win those one or two, but your, your odds are pretty probably pretty few. So finding the right scholarships um, is really important. You don't want to just apply for everything you find. There, there's just no way you could do it logistically. Um, but there's a good chance you're going to find a lot of scholarships that still match well to you and knowing how to prioritize those. So part of that's just going to be when is this this application due? Um, other things will be how well do I match to this? So like if there's a GPA requirement, am I just right at the edge or am I really far over? Um, is it is the topic or the sponsor organization something that I'm interested in or have experience in? So you know, you can't apply to everything. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but you you want to cast a wide enough net that you're going to you're going to catch some things. I know. Um, I think it's Anthony O'Neill um, and Dave Ramsey. The other Dave, um, they talk about, <laughs> you know, um, making this their students full time job. And this is kind of all they do. So how do you, and do you have like a guidance for parents on how many scholarships should my kiddo be applying to every week? Or, or is it kind of just based off of you know, their schedules and their time and how much money you're looking for? Or is there like a good rule of thumb out there? Yeah, I do think it is more individualized based on the student. Um, you know, I work with some students who are pretty good athletes and to be a good athlete takes a lot of time. Um, but they're, they're maybe not the athlete who's going to win that, that scholarship from whatever school they end up going to. So they, they still need to apply for outside scholarships. 
So, you know, you do have to fit scholarships um, into, into your schedule. And I always tell everybody that I work with, school has to come first. Um, you have to keep the grades up because, you know, that's that's how you're going to get admitted into college in the first place. Um, your extracurriculars need to also be a, a priority because those extracurriculars are actually going to help you win scholarships. So I wouldn't say put those behind scholarships in terms of priority, but you do need to make scholarships a priority. Um, you know, my ideal student would probably, if nothing else, check their scholarship tracking tool every day, just so they touch base, they know, okay, this is what I need to be working on in the next day or two. Um, and they can just maybe even think about that application in the back of their mind. Um, but in terms of a number of scholarships, I, I just can't tell, you know, every one of your listeners what that would be without knowing their circumstance. So do you recommend this tracker tool that you mentioned, which sounds so much fun. Do you recommend kind of finding all the scholarships that the student's going to apply for kind of ahead of time? And you can piece out like the due dates and required materials and all that stuff. Or are you kind of always searching and always applying? Uh, I I prefer the always searching, always applying method. So there's always new scholarships coming up. Um, I found another scholarship just recently about crossword puzzles that I had never seen before. So, um, you know, I've been... It, knee deep in this world of scholarships for five years. And there was a new scholarship I'd never seen before. So um, you're never, you're never going to find every scholarship. Um, even you're never even going to find every scholarship you could apply for. So it's a constant process. Um, if the parents have the time to do that, that's a great way the parent can, can plug into this. Um, because of course the student has to be the one that's doing the application. Um, now, the parents can have some involvement in that, you know, some oversight and some accountability. Um, but yeah, I think it really is an ongoing process. Um, you had talked about some people say that the student should make this their full-time job. I don't know that I would recommend that. Um, but for for our son, he actually, because his timing kind of coincided with, with COVID, so he, he lost his part-time job anyways. So he really did look at it as a job. And I forget, he runs these numbers every once in a while, but like he's looked at it on an hourly wage basis. And even counting all the scholarships he applied for and did not win, he's well into the hundreds of dollars an hour return on investment for this. So, um, you know, most kids cannot make that kind of money for the jobs that are open to them. So if you put in put in the effort and apply strategically, it really can be very lucrative. And parents, are we making that much money? Like, no, right? <laughs> and I and I think just like scholarships, and this once it kind of goes into my next question about like what are scholarships being paying for? And I think this is like so important because there's so many fees when you go to college, but there's some like fun, quirky scholarships that I think will pay for some things that maybe you didn't even think of. Or what do you normally um yeah, see these organizations helping students with? Yeah, so that that's a really good point. Um, most of the scholarships that uh, students are going to get from the college they go to um, are generally going to be tuition only. That that's a general rule. It's not not um, set in stone. There are other scholarships that schools will give you know full ride that cover housing, you know room and board and fees and all that. Um, but once you, so I would say cast that net very wide in terms of what the scholarship will pay for early on. The you know the worst could happen is you have a bank of money that maybe you end up not needing. But once you um, have decided on a college, you know what their financial aid package looks like and uh, what they're covering, uh, if anything, um, 
then you can be even more targeted with the scholarships you apply for because some scholarships are tuition only, but there are plenty out there that um, lets you use the funds for any college, you know, legitimate college expense, whether it's housing or fees or, or whatever. And then there are even scholarships that pay the student directly. So I, I would even say if your student doesn't know if they're going to college or even knows they're not, scholarships might still be for you because there are, there are scholarships that will send you a check if you're the winner. Um, my son, I think is of his, he's over 80 grand now in scholarship wins. And I think close to 20 grand of that was just deposited directly into his account. So we're fortunate that he's a very responsible kid and we didn't have to worry about him blowing that money, but he certainly could have, I guess, if he wanted to, but he's, he's been good. Now it's been great for us because he goes to school um, out of state. He's, he's a thousand miles door to door. So he has used some of those funds to pay for airline tickets, you know, over Christmas break, um, pay for gas when he's driving to and from, you know, the start and the end of the school year. So legitimate college expenses, but things that most scholarships wouldn't think to even, you know, consider paying for, but because it was money in his bank, uh, it was there and available for him to use. So, so when I say we have not paid a dime for college, I mean, literally for anything, like not just tuition, room or board, but gas to drive to and from, uh, you know, him going out to dinner with friends, whatever it is. So, And this is just like, it, it, it brings up a lot of emotions, Dave, because my whole business premise is me paying off over $46,000, the mm -hmm. signs in the background here. Um, and that was all student loans. And that was like, this is like the most saddest part is that that was like eight years into me paying off my student loans because I one day was like, oh, I wonder how much I have left. Probably only like $10, right? I've got to be close. <laughs> and then I have 46 grand left. And so this is one of those things where it's like parents, um, kids listening. If you're going back to grad school, like it, it's a lot of, it can be a lot of work. We're not saying that it's not, you know, looking for these scholarships, finding out if you qualify, keeping track of due dates and essays and all that kind of stuff. But the amount of time that you save in not having to stress about part-time jobs and am I going to go on a vacation this year or am I going to pay extra towards my debt? Like this is all the stuff where even just getting an $1,000 scholarship will be um, so much helpful, so much more helpful to your personal finances that um, it's kind of a no brainer and it should be something that you at least start talking about and thinking about with your kiddos, um, as soon as possible. Yeah. And for you to pay, pay off your student loans in eight years, that's actually pretty accelerated. The recent numbers I've seen is that it takes the average student 20 years to pay off their student loans. Okay. Um, and Dave, most... okay. So this is like, this is, this is why I'm so hot about this topic is because eight years was my 10 year plan, right? For everyone listening uh -huh. to the podcast, I'm doing air quotes, because if you refinance, if you know, all these things happen in the world of student loans and your 10 year plan is out the window. Right. And so eight years of was eight years into my quote unquote 10 year plan. And then at that point I was like, oh, hell no. Like these gotta <laughs> go. These are suffocating me. This is the end. And then I ended up paying the rest of that 46 off in 20 months, but awesome. I was single. I didn't have a kid. Um, I could work four nights a week on top of my full-time job, but mm -hmm. that is not what we want to be doing. That is not what we're going to teach our kids of, hey, yes, just take out student loans and then you'll just work three jobs when you get out of college <laughs> and you'll be fine. Everyone's poor when they're 24, right? Right, um, oh, yeah. that's a good phrase. Everyone's poor when they're 24, but you, it doesn't <laughs> have to be. You could just do a little bit of work ahead of time. And um, even your your kiddo getting money to play, um, buy plane tickets and gas and all that stuff that 
you know, gets sometimes weighted on the parents um, and we don't think about it. And then, you know, mom and dad are all of a sudden paying for extra flights that they didn't budget for. Um, it can be overwhelming and I could see it spiraling kind of out of control relatively quickly. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, so I don't know if you had thought about asking me this, but I do think there are some other benefits to scholarships besides just the money. Now, I know no budgeting and money are are your focus, so I'm, I'm more than happy to talk about that. But um, just the the act of having the student involved in paying for college, I think there's a huge benefit to it. The student is going to take their education much more seriously than if you pay for the whole thing, or even if they get student loans, because let's be honest, most kids, they look at that loan as free money. They they can barely think about tomorrow, much less 10 years down the road. So it just doesn't have the same emotional impact than it does if they put in the work and applied and won some scholarships. Um, there's also a lot, some other benefits in terms of um, there's a lot of scholarships will have um, alumni organizations. So people who've won the scholarship will network. Um, having that on your resume is a great thing. It doesn't matter how how well-known or unknown that scholarship is. If you can have scholarship wins on your resume, it'll open a lot of doors, including your college applications. Um, and that's another reason to apply early. You know, my son had, by the time he started applying between his junior and senior year that summer, he had three or four scholarship wins on his resume that he could point to. And that shows, you know, they were related to to his interests, which are history and economics, kind of social studies things. So it showed that he was a serious student. Um, and, it you know, it's something very tangible that he could point to, especially in, in something like social studies, where it's a little bit nebulous of you know, what that means. So it was, you know, something nice that, you know, kind of a touchstone that that really enhanced his resume. I think I'm so glad you brought this up because while I talk about money and budgets every single day, the reason why we talk about this is so we don't have to think about it, right? Like right. I was just telling my husband the other day, I went um, out of town for something and we switched bank accounts. And so um, I got my paycheck from the last two week cycle, whatever, um, in the mail. And I forgot to deposit it at one point. And then I was like, I need to find that paycheck and actually probably deposit it because my new one has already come through the new bank account. And that's the kind of like world that you can live in when you're not stressing about, I remember the day where I remember the second that paycheck hit my checking account, because then I could buy groceries and I put gas right. in the car. Right. And so cleaning up your money, getting, um, thinking ahead about scholarships and not going into student loan debt is also that you can have this, this like get rid of this mental clutter of what, what money brings on to people and the stress and the anxiety, which causes, you know, health concerns and so many other things on the line. And so I think that's a really good and interesting point that you brought up, especially I was a, a business major. And so we were a dime a dozen, but especially for some of those kiddos that have really unique interest, really specific hobbies, um, to network in that space is huge. And then, yes. you know, if you're, if you're talking about the crossword people and y'all have a crossword scholarship and you find out where they're working after college and maybe you can get a job there like that's huge and that's something that you would have never even had those doors open to you if you didn't um, just simply apply in the first place yeah yep absolutely some of the just those added benefits that frankly I didn't think about when we were going through the process with our son I, I should say when we started the process with our son because we we are still he is still applying for scholarships and I'm still coaching him so until he graduates and we pay that final semester's tuition bill this is an ongoing process. Um, 
So I, I think that's one other thing I would like to emphasize is that this is not just a one and done thing. It's not even just a one season of your life thing. It's until you are done with college or your students done with college, there's scholarships out there. Um, now, senior year of high school is, is the big year, but um, my son, he's won um, maybe half a dozen scholarships since starting college. So, you know, those opportunities are still out there. And, you know, he's a sophomore, so we have two more years to go. Um, you know, he has he has money in the bank from these scholarships, but we need to keep applying because, you know, we're not quite to that having paid for everything yet. And that's that's our goal is to have paid 100 percent through scholarships. So that's so great. And then if he decides he wants to go like prolong school a little bit or change majors, which a lot of people do, like you're not, you know, running out of money at the end of it and you're still prepared and you can always give money back people, right? Like if that's your worst case scenario, um, that's not too bad. So I, I did have a question around like, is it ever too late to win scholarships? And is that kind of what you're getting at is you should always, even within college, still be applying? Yes, yes, absolutely. I think um, it's very important that, that college students continue to apply as long as they still have a need need for cash for college. Um, the only time I'd say it's too late is after you've graduated. Um, you know, it's hard to win a scholarship if you're not actually going to school or, or going to be going to school in the future. Um, but believe it or not, I did recently see a scholarship that um, can be used retroactively. So they'll pay your student loan. Um, it was one for uh, technical and trade school students. So they, they you know, somebody in tech or, tech or trade that um, has a student loan that needed to be paid off. So that was, that was pretty cool. So my mantra used to be it's never too early and it's only too late if you, you're out of college, but maybe it's never too late. Um, I don't know how many of those opportunities are out there, but um, yeah, definitely if you're still in college and even, you know, grad school, um, there's still scholarships out there for you to, to potentially win. That's so great. This is so exciting. Is is there any hope for, do you, and, and I don't even know if you'll have an answer to this, but um, the scholarship or the cost of tuition and the cost of college just in general, do you see um, anything where, is there a trend in people maybe going to college less or school costs coming down? I don't know if you're into that space at all, but what are our, our parents of tiny little babies? What do we have to look forward to um, or not look forward to years down the road? Yeah. I mean, that you're, that's definitely, I would say outside my, my regular wheelhouse, although, you know, some of those issues kind of, they touch what I'm looking at and what I, I do professionally. Um, I would say, well, there was a trend when COVID hit and, you know, during those one or two years that admissions were down. Um, I don't know the statistics. I can tell you anecdotally that this last year, um, I'm in Florida and the Florida state schools, um, I think they saw record, uh, a record number of applications. And I, you know, I don't get too involved with with the admissions process. I will touch on that tangentially with with people I work with just as a courtesy. But I, I have some other professionals that I'm networked with that I can point them to. But I was seeing not not students I worked with, but in some of the online groups I'm in, students with really great GPAs and really impressive resumes getting rejected from state schools. Um, so it is it's pretty stiff competition. It seems like there was maybe just a short lull because of COVID, but it seems from my perspective, it's really bounced back and it's it's super competitive. Well, that's helpful just so that parent, because I always think trades are coming back. People are realizing college is unaffordable. 
blah, 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 woe is me. But, you know, college is here. College is sticking around and it's going to be expensive. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a lot more expensive than all the debt that all of us millennials were in from student loans. (laughs) And so start thinking about it now um, and start planning ahead and teaching your kiddo about money and so they can be as prepared as possible. So Dave, thank you again. Can you tell us where to find you and for parents or even students that are listening, um, all those that are going to go to grad school, where can they find out more about you and kind of your services? Yeah. So a great place to start is just my website, nodebtcollege.com. You'll find links to lots of other things that I do there. I have a daily podcast called Your Daily Scholarship, where most days I feature a different scholarship, but sometimes I feature my guest appearances on shows like yours. Um, and then I have uh, a written version of that as a Substack, uh, also called Your uh, Your Daily Scholarship. Um, and then I am launching on June 12th a scholarship summer camp. It's for high schoolers. Um, it's an online camp. Uh, it runs for eight weeks, but it's um, it's asynchronous, so students can drop in and out as they need to based on their schedule. Uh, each lesson I try to make very short, and it's very actionable too. It's not just learning about scholarships they learn by doing. So they will apply through for, I believe it's at least eight scholarships worth over $45,000. So it's, it's a huge opportunity. Um, I walk through them, you know, through video. And then I also provide some actual one-on-one feedback as part of the course as well. That's so great. Those are, my brain is like going off for, those are the ones that like do bad at that one, right? Like learn from Dave and like have you know, not great essays during his camp so that when you're actually um, out there also on your own and you don't have him holding your hand a little bit, you can kind of, um, you know, knock the, knock the ball out of the park. But thank you again, Dave. That was so great chatting with you and parents and um, students and everybody alike. I know student loans just affect all of us. I hope this gives you a little bit of inspiration, just like um, our budgeting and our financial talks about you don't have to do everything at once, but just kind of start dabbling and maybe just check out a couple of these websites that we've mentioned. We'll have them linked in the show notes and maybe just start a tracker of your own so that you can start keeping tabs of scholarships that you hear about that you are interested in or you want to research later, but a lot to do, but don't get overwhelmed and don't let the overwhelm stop you from getting started more importantly. So, all right, that's another episode for budgeting period. Thank you again for listening and we will see you next time.